You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Megan Grumbach, VP of Marketing at Rev Content. Megan, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here. So start off by telling us about a memorable marketing moment from your career. You know, I don't, I don't really have a, a moment per se. I gave this a lot of thought, though. But, but I, I will say, you know, throughout my career, my most memorable feeling has been the growth and building process at the numerous companies I've been with. I've had the pleasure of working with ad agencies, not-for-profits, high-growth tech companies, really, really, you know, large, large corporations, all of which had ambitions and goals, you know, very ambitious goals. And I've really loved the the foundational build required to mm-hmm. be great, right? In addition to the in- the energy that you tend to find in organizations like these, you know, there's lots of hustle and putting in long hours and innovation and outside of the box thinking and creativity that comes along with it. So I think that's kind of the the most memorable theme throughout my career that I've, I've really enjoyed. Okay, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So it's yeah. sort of an ongoing moment. It is. Yes. <laughs> okay. I hope it never ends. <laughs> So, and now you're at Rev Content. So tell us about the company a little bit, what you guys are all about. Sure. So, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward. Rev Content is an ad tech company and we really empower publishers and advertisers to achieve their marketing and revenue goals with native advertising. You know, we've evolved as a company and have been around for a while and we have a really big focus on both the publishers and advertisers in the ad tech space. And, you know, we want to ensure quality and usability and scale, scalability for them via native advertising. So that's really what we're all about. Okay, very cool. Now, I know we spoke a week or so ago, and uh, you told me that you guys are going through a kind of a brand refresh, specifically with an eye towards either being acquired possibly or issuing an IPO. So, So I'm curious... When you're refreshing a brand specifically with that in mind, how is that different maybe than generally refreshing a a brand? Like what goes into that? Sure, sure. So, you know, refreshing a brand or even completely overhauling it, it really ranges in a huge way. I mean, every marketer who's been a part of even a tiny refresh knows that it's a ton of work and there's Mm -hmm. so much that goes into it. But honestly, you know, the best marketing is all about relationships. And I think that's really the difference here. You know, companies with goals of exiting or going public are going to really drill down on strategic partnerships and really shine a light on aligning themselves with shared values within the industry, creating co-sponsored content and events, right? Networking opportunities that provide value for not only that company, but the partnership they're trying to nurture. You know, however, all this said, you know, having a consistent brand from your your why to creative to messaging to a steady content stream, it's foundational and critical to being perceived and I guess seen as stable and the organizational health is in good place. And and then also the stickiness in the market. You know what I mean? Like why would someone Mm -hmm. want to acquire you? So I think really shining your value and having that be super crystal clear is, is really important. So it's, it's little tweaks. It's, it's nothing huge, but it's really strategic partnerships and, and your value in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Do you have an, uh, 
is there an idea of like, well, we might be acquired by these kinds of companies or by even by specific companies that you're looking to and you kind of try to orient the refresh toward connecting with them or is it not necessarily so specific? You know, I think it depends. I think it depends on the company. Everybody's different. I mean, you don't want to be obnoxious about it, obviously, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So I think subtle is better. And there's also no, it, it's not black and white as well. You know, you may have your sights set on on being acquired by X and then Y will come out of the woodwork and and think, you know, so it's, I, I don't think that you want to pigeonhole yourself with being so targeted, but but staying a little bit broad and value-based and having your go-to-market initiatives be a little bit more widespread so that you'll get more interest versus mm -hmm. that, that really specific targeted interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so what sparked the, I, what sparked the rebrand in, in the first place? Well, you know, Rev content's been around for a while and, and they really haven't done a brand refresh since their Genesis. And so, you know, we had Richard Marquez came in as the CEO a couple years ago. And I think, you know, it's just a completely different organization. Stephen Flea came in as the CTO and we've got some exciting product features coming out. So it's, it, it's that it's that it's in a completely different space. Reputationally speaking, you know, we're trying to kind of get into other ventures as well. So it just made sense for us to refresh the brand and kind of reintroduce ourselves to the market. Okay. So that that makes sense as the company yeah. grows and evolves, it just makes sense to to refresh, right? Cuz yeah. so Absolutely. as as you mentioned, it's a big lift, right? A lot of work yes. goes into it. So and I think it's the kind of thing that can seem like totally overwhelming. So where do you start? You know, I think you have to start with the why. I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think you 100%, you have to start with and find your why. Why do you exist? Um, what value do, the, do you bring the marketplace? Why does it matter? What are your end goals? And then work backwards. You know, I, I'm a, a huge proponent of dream big and often, but, but always work backwards. If your goal is to raise funding or get acquired or scale in any way, shape or form, you know, put that strategic endpoint on paper and then work backwards until you have a, essentially a yellow brick road of direction that will then unveil um, what you and your team need to do in order to get closer to your goals, you know, and the who and the why and the what. And all the contingencies and the blockers that, you know, will inevitably come your way. But I think if you if you have that roadmap and you have that strategic direction for not only you as the as a marketing leader, but you know, for your team and then the larger organization, it's just gonna make that whole process so much more seamless. Mm -hmm. So kind of going back to the to the fundamentals, the core of who are we? Why are we doing this? What what, what is it that we're actually offering? Yes. And you know, it's it's funny because you you think about it and that's usually one of the sticking points for a lot of companies, especially when, you know, you're you're smaller, you have really huge ambitions, you know, there's a lot going on and you know, there's a lot of people rowing the boat and it's really easy to kind of lose set of that 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 high end goal of what you're all working towards and so marketing's no exception, a rebrand is no exception, you know. So keeping that clear and having that backwards working plan is is really kind of where it starts for me. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it would seem like it would be kind of almost impossible to really do a good job if you don't know why you're doing it. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. what I think. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. So, so what's your advice for marketing teams that are in, embarking on a, a, a rebranding or a refreshing of a brand? Oh, you know, rebrands can be so fun. I think, you know, dream big and find your why, of course, as we talked about. Set your strategic goals, both qualitative and quantitative. Work backwards to create your roadmap. And I would say for teams, it's really important to have a balance of of talent on the team. To me, the best teams are comprised of people that each bring something different to the table and are given the autonomy to build and, and get creative. I, I also think that uh, following your instincts and using your voice is super duper important, you know, and it's, and the best teams have people who are new into their career, but also seasoned veterans. And I think it's a practice skill for people to, you know, frankly, speak up, listen to their gut and speak up and utilize their intuition, which marketing is is so heavy in relationships. It's also data driven and, and metrics heavy, but it is very much intuition in relationships as well. And so I think if you have a team that has that strategic and tactical knowledge, but then also is really good at listening to their intuition and speaking up in collaboration, you, you've got a gold mine there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. The team is so important, right? Whether it's marketing or anything else. And I think especially relevant these days when it's harder than ever to keep good people, keep a team intact. Yes, yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to find good people too. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But there's so, a lot of talent out there, I will say. A lot of talent and a lot of competition for the talent yes. too, right? Yeah. yeah for sure. Interesting time to be alive. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So a couple quick questions at the end here. What's your main focus in Q2? You know, my main focus in Q2 is to to roll out the refresh brand and really get the marketing machine going for rev content. This is all new for them and super exciting. You know, we have a lot in the works from paid media to content, exciting product feature rollouts and all the celebration that comes with that. So I'm I'm really excited to launch everything and then dive into the how we make it better and optimization of all of it. Okay. Awesome. What are the top three KPIs that your boss pays attention to? That's a good question. You know, for me, in my experiences and and not only at Rev Content, you know, funnel metrics, pipeline metrics are usually really what it boils down to. You know, the number of leads, the MQLs, SQLs, opportunities created converted month over month and quarter over quarter. And then the ROI of all the mechanisms used to fill the top of the funnel, content, PR, SEO, all of those things. I think that's really where you're going to find those those top three or the most important KPIs because you know, marketing is, is to me the support hub for sales and frankly, the rest of the company. And at the end of the day, filling the funnel is arguably one of the most important and I think humbling barometers of overall marketing and business health, you know? Mm-hmm. So looking at what the mechanisms, how they're performing, the ROI that it's driving, and then the quality that you're bringing into the funnel, you know, it, it says it all. And and it's sometimes it's it's a sticking point because you as a marketer, you can be flexing your creative muscles and feel like this is going to be a great campaign and then you launch it and it's a dud, you know? So going mm-hmm. back to the funnel and seeing whether it's resonating with people or not is really where it's at. Mm-hmm. Right. A, a painful but necessary exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Or sometimes painful, I should say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all, yes, we all are there. <laughs> We've all been there. So, yeah. and finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? 
Oh, so much. You know, I, I want this refresh brand to to launch and get the industry interested in what we're doing and cultivate some trust in the marketplace. You know, I also want a really sturdy infrastructure from a holistic sense with strategic backing to be built and and fine tuning it, I think, for the rest of 2023 so that we have a really great launching point moving into the next year. You know, what that looks like to me is is a transparent hygienic pipeline operating system finding our group with content and lead generation and all the optimizations that go into that, honing in on our target market, part and then partnering with our amazing customers and industry vendors, co-sponsored events, content, meaningful opportunities for the industry. So they're big goals, but I'm I'm confident in my team and, and the entire Rev Content team that we'll we'll crush it. Right. Well, as you should be. It sounds like you guys have a lot of awesome stuff going on. Great plans. Well, Megan, thank you so much for sharing all that. I really appreciate your time. Really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.